Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm your host, Billy Pollahan, and with me, as always, is the Larry to my Francis, I guess, uh, Mr. Raul Rodriguez. What's up, buddy? You have to believe! Wow, this is a really convoluted story! Yes, I'm Raul, and we're doing a movie that we both have never seen, and it has so many interesting concepts. Especially for a weird title, though. <sighs> it's not really a real weird title, but uh, Don't Look Under the Bed is what we are talking about today. Mm-hmm. A Disney Channel original movie released in 1999. Ooh! 99! So 99 joint! Kind of an old movie, but it was one I was told that I should uh, check out for this month. And once mm-hmm. again, we are in person. So. Yes, another special one. <laughs> yeah. So, the story starts out with, it's in a place called Middleburg, ha ha ha, and it's this girl named Frances Bacon McCausland. Bacon. They, yeah, they, they make a joke about her name, and uh, she is um, a very intelligent girl, has the Sheldon from Big Bang Theory thing of skipping a grade, even mm-hmm. though Sheldon skipped several grades. Several. Mm-hmm. You get my point. And that's five seasons of a young children's show on CBS. <laughs> it's going on right now. Yeah. But uh, weird things have been happening in this town, like uh, dogs appear on people's roofs. Um, the very first thing that we see in this movie is all of the clocks go three hours forward. Oh, I hate that. I would kill whoever did that. Yeah. And also, the movie starts with a really interesting setup with the three hours thing because the family is like, a, what the hell is going on? This is the end of the world. And I'm like, when you told me when we started watching this, that this, this, this was not the conventional Disney movie, I'm like, ooh, is this kind of like an end of the world or something? Or like a ghost are kind of, it's only hunting them in that house? And then the movie didn't went there. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, this has an interesting concept. So the whole concept is that... Uh, this is all being caused by the boogeyman, and I love the practical effects mm-hmm. that they have on it. They make them like for a kid, it would look scary. Mm-hmm. Not Sam Raimi's boogeyman movie no, from the two thousands. No, but uh, there is some interesting Sam Raimi shots. There's a lot of Sam Raimi shots here <laughs> in this movie. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that the person that filmed this movie was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a lot of Sam Raimi here, but he does also kind of like maybe it's kind of like. A PG San Raimi kind of story too, because this movie has really interesting concepts and a lot of story setups for the characters that I wish that the movie would have been followed a little more. But that's the thing because you have to do the thing, and Billy will say that like three or four times during this recording. This is a Disney Channel movie because I was my mind was going directly into darker twists and something more adult. But I cannot deny the imagination of this movie. Because it has a really bold one. For a imagine, movie. Imagination is also a key word that they use quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very imaginative. So the whole thing is um, there um, strange things happen, like mm-hmm. I said before. And I already mentioned two of them. But there's also uh, the teacher that gets his egg... Uh, or his car egged, mm-hmm. like with a 
ridiculous amount of eggs. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he doesn't go to a car wash immediately, or... Maybe he doesn't or, have the money, so teach your salary. That is true, but he has enough money for a good-looking car. With terrible seat. Maybe he inherited it from a family member. You don't know that. Yeah. But there's a lot of weird things that they bring up. And, mm-hmm. like, her friend Joe likes her brother Bert. Mm-hmm. For some reason. There's really only three characters that matter. Really only two. Yes. In this movie. And one of them is uh, Frances. Uh-huh. As she is our skeptic, our, much like Hocus Pocus, our skeptic, our mm-hmm. non-believer. And the reason why this works is because of how intelligent they show she is. Yes. And that's why I'm a little less harsh than I was on Hocus Pocus. Even though mm. I was so tired during Hocus Pocus, I don't even remember <laughs> what I said. <laughs> and I'm totally backwards here because this movie made me tired. I didn't went with the movie where I, the, where I wanted to go. This is a weird like phenomena with Disney Channel movies. They're both really short, but they feel very long at points. Yes, like... Hocus Pocus was the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, this movie... I think maybe this movie was originally pitched for, like, Nickelodeon because it has, like, a Don't Be Afraid of the Dark kind of pitch. This feels like it was an episode of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And I think maybe Disney bought the screenplay later because, like, even it doesn't feel like a Disney Channel movie, too. No, no, it doesn't. And so, like, uh, then the movie starts introducing the idea that... It's not only her that is happening all of these occurrences, it's many people in the town. And she's also seeing this random This guy. This Chris Tucker knockoff. He Let's be honest. Lo- he also looks a lot like Little Nas. I thought that is that he little does look like Little Nas. I was like, is this his little Nas father or something? Oh, because he even dresses like him in a lot of the shots. It's not, but I know it's so. not, but I was like, oh, damn. And so and also, she always looks at him in a really a lot of music video kind of poses. I had noticed in the first shots of the. Of this the, is of the very film. very nineties. Uh huh. And then just weird stuff starts happening, like uh, the gelatin in the school pool. I thought that the teacher was gonna be the villain. Yeah. That was they, I, that was my first red herring. They was- they immediately had like this weird red herring with the biology teacher, but then they. Completely abandoning. Abandoning. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And then she keeps seeing this guy mm-hmm. all over, and we'll talk about him. And he says his name is Larry Houdini. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially drop dead Fred. Is because mm-hmm. he's an imaginary friend, mm-hmm. it turns out. But it's not her imaginary friend. He was sent there by somebody else who would be the third most important character in this movie. He, he only becomes important for the final act. Yes. But really, it's Francis and Larry. And everything that happens just makes Francis look absolutely crazy everybody's response mm-hmm. is also very logical yeah because the setup is also is everybody thinking because i thought that the movie was gonna go that everything was inside of her her mind that she was doing everything herself and then she had some kind of like dementia i thought that the movie was gonna go there like something like really dark 
And um, then, of course, you immediately will thought about like a big ass plot hole. How can she be in multiple places at once? And then I told you, I was like, what if she has an evil twin? An evil twin that he has like no, a, no, you like just malignant, said that. malignant kind of like no, no, no. you said that because you gotta sneak in your goddamn pretty little liars thing because they did that. In this pretty is little a liars. telenovela thing too. It is a telenovela thing, but and it's an American soap opera thing too. Oh my god, this is for a Disney Channel movie. It's not a series. If it was a series, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. I this would have been a great setup for a TV show. I yeah. think like a 10 episode, 15 episode kind of like miniseries. I think they would have explored a lot of stuff even more. Or what they would have done back then, which is like 25, 26 episodes. Ah, uh, yes, it's Disney. I totally forgot. They have really well, long no, seasons, they, right? They did that with every TV show. I know, but also a, a lot of Disney shows and Nickelodeon had like 30 episodes per season, though. Well, yeah, but a lot of them didn't really connect or matter. Mm-hmm. So they could have done it. Yeah, and so then we... See that she's the only one that can see this Larry character, and she immediately tries to test it out. That it, what if someone else can see it, but no one can see Larry. She's the only one that can see Larry, and this actor is eating up this role. Oh, Ty Hodges the second. Uh huh. He, the fashion that he uses, the mannerisms, the dances, the the way that he moves his hands, like he's eating up this role. And it's one of the things that kept me watching because I honestly, I even told you that I have one of my suspicions. Like, what if he's kind of like a Loki kind of character and he's playing with the whole town? I thought the, the movie was going to go there too as well. Yeah, it does have that mischievous nature of this just random person. Mm-hmm. But he does tell her the truth. And of course, she is like, yeah, why would I want to believe that? Also, mm-hmm. But also has that sense of, uh, maybe he is telling some sort of truth because I can't explain how these things happen. There's also these awesome, con- consistent shots of things turning. Oh my god! And then Francis looks behind her, and then it's completely normal. That I love. Even the creepy pig uh, mailbox. Yes. Uh, but uh, that's the thing. It's also making. Uh, that's why I went to the dementia thing. I was like, uh, it's like. Um, is this kind of like a French horror movie that I cannot pull the name out of my head right now? That it was to find out who was the killer and that the final girl was the killer all, all, all along? And that's why she had kind of like a lot of moments I was like, ah! Oh. She was like turning off and that was the killer of her, like killing I, all I of have people. no idea what you're I know. talking about. Uh, people will know this. It's a French horror movie and I saw this like 20 years ago. But then, this is the most interesting shot right here. When she sees everybody standing up, almost frozen. I'm like, is this a scene from the faculty? And all of a sudden, they all start moving. I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, there is some legitimately creepy stuff in this that Mm -hmm. I just love seeing. And we see the shot of this creepy, like, slimy hand with gross fingernails. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I turned into the witches for some reason. Oh, my God. That would have been a really cool twist, though, as well, though. Well, you just like nonsense, so... That's why you uh, and like, Larry I, get along great. I, I like nonsense and creepiness and violence. And then there's, of course, the Harry Potter scene that I hate in every goddamn Harry Potter scene where everybody just looks and is not subtly whispering mm-hmm. that, oh, they did it. Because her locker is the only one that doesn't have a B on it, and they assume the B is for bacon, which is mm-hmm. stupid, but it makes sense. 
and yeah, very standard extra. Uh, I also thought that maybe it was gonna be the bird was the villain because his name was B with a B two as well. Yeah, they set up Bert. They're like, oh, Bert's the troublemaker. He mm -hmm. does nothing. Nothing. Nothing in the plot. He's just another red herring, too. And then we keep following up in another way of a lot of creepy shots with a lot of, like, eyes. Like, a lot of, like, um, purple eyes. And everybody starts to still suspecting of her. And... This is when she goes to the cafeteria, right? When she and she technically humili humiliates herself because yeah. no one believes her about yeah. Larry. Yeah, and she sees Larry, but nobody else can. And, of course, they're laughing at her because they're just like, okay, you crazy person. And then she gets sent to the principal's office. Oh, yeah, the principal, by the way, had his office full of bees. So mm -hmm. that was great. And also, totally forgot that her... That the Francis's father and the other two children is Stephen Tolobowski. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, from Heroes. From Heroes, and I'm like, he's not turning anything anything into gold. Christian Bell is not here in this scene. So he's I'm like, that he's that one dude that always had like that's missing the front of his hair. Mm -hmm. and but he you was definitely in so see many movies and shows. You have definitely seen him if you even if you don't know like his name. Mm -hmm. If I he's one of those. People where if you show his photo, mm -hmm. that you would know who he is, and so he's great, and of course the parents are concerned. Mm -hmm. Everyone's concerned, but once again, she makes multiple attempts to uh, prove that Larry is real, but they go un. I mean, it goes bad, and oh, except little children mm -hmm. they can see him because he explains they still believe in him so i guess it's like the tooth fairy yes and also it goes into one of the other theories that immediately came into my head is this an imaginary friend oh, and yeah, drop dead fred yeah well i never saw that movie so i wouldn't even know oh my god and, and so and then, of course, everybody's still questioning her. The principal with the teachers. I was like, please, are you, are you the one? And even assuming that she was the one that set up every alarm in the 90s. It was like, that would be impossible for her only for her to do it. It would be kind of like she needs at least like seven people to do, do that for the whole town. To helping her. And then also, she still... A lot of people still believing that she's crazy because she's like, oh my god, Larry's right there. I'm going to go and chase him. And then the movie keeps give us another great nugget of information that she has a smaller brother. His name is Darwin. And Darwin had a disease that I cannot name right now. Leukemia. Leukemia, thank you. And so she need, Darwin needed bone narrow. And Francis was the only one that could have given that bone narrow to him. No, but she, but it wait, wasn't. Uh, that's the thing that I was going to go for. Because then she was revealed that she didn't because she was refusing of growing up. She, and uh, also she wanted Darwin also for him to grow up too as well. Yeah, as a coping mechanism, which in a way that's actually kind of amazing mm -hmm. for a kid that's her age. But on the other hand, uh, it ended up being her brother, uh, Bert, that was able to do it. Mm -hmm. And 
every time she mentions, oh, Darwin has to grow up, Larry gets very pissed. Mm-hmm. And he gets very serious. And, he, like, his eyes start getting purple, whatnot. He grows fingernails. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's crazy. Yes. And so, as we keep going in the, in the film, the, the boogeyman is still, like, taunting uh, Frances a lot. And it's still making, everybody still believes that she's the villain of, of this story. And this is when we go into... There's not a lot of more story to tell, though. Yeah, Do we have to go directly into the twist? Well, I mean, if we did, this would be the shortest episode ever. Yeah, I know, but... um, I can say that I love the colors. This movie doesn't look cheap. No, no, not at all. The, the movie looks great. Um, The actors are bringing their all. I will say... Especially, uh... The Larry character? The Larry guy. This guy gets a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets to wear multiple costumes, gets to just just basically riff also, and improv the entire time. Also, this boogeyman kind of character, I, it's interesting how the director framed him, kind of like a Freddy Krueger kind of thing. It feels like PG Freddy Krueger. It feels very Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And as we keep going in the, into the film, like, uh, we do raise it about the bow and arrow, like, um, everything about her with the, with the, with the boogeyman. And so she's still talking to Larry throughout the whole film, and they're trying to develop this theory of what is going on. Why is the boogeyman taunting the town? But it's also focused on her, too, as well. Yeah, this movie, it doesn't stay focused on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could say, oh, yeah, it's a Disney movie, but it's it's whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Also, the creepy dolls in her room are really cool. Yeah, they, they are. But uh, they go to the library to get this uh, basically boogeyman guide. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story that is playing for the little kids is Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. So it it's that thing of uh, you know believing in something because in Peter Pan if you don't believe in Tinkerbell she dies. Mm-hmm. That's why they have that moment of oh you got to just clap your hands if you believe corporate synergy. Corporate synergy. Yes. Even though Peter Pan is public domain, but the most famous uh, mm-hmm. It's probably the very problematic Disney adaptation. But also the one with um, Lucius Malfoy. That that version of, of Peter Pan is or, really good. Or Hook. Or Hook too as well. Or season three of, of Once Upon a Time. Great Peter Pan story. Even though it is completely against what Peter Pan actually is. Yes, it's but it's a great story. twist though. It's an interesting story, yes. Mm-hmm. That connects to the show. And mm-hmm. we got this uh, boogeyman... That is uh, trying to kill Larry, I think. Mm-hmm. And on top of uh, Francis's house is Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and he's also making us think that maybe Larry has his own boogeyman as well. It seems like it because she can't see him. Mm-hmm. him. Which actually does play into the twist later on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, she ends up 
breaking the window and they're like what happened with all these christmas lights if it were my kid i would be pissed but mm-hmm. oh yeah and a uh citywide blackout except, except for their, their house. house of course basically painting a i did it mm-hmm. sign on there and yeah not not really oh yeah the the press comes immediately yes. afterwards we're, we're really trying to stretch this into a long episode. There's, not, there's not a terrible amount. I think we can, though. I think we have to... I think we have to go directly into the twist, though. Well, we still got... There's still the, the dinner scene, and mm-hmm. there's why Darwin is important. So there's there's that. And uh, they, they invite the guidance counselor over mm-hmm. for dinner, and... Larry is making what's known as boogie goo because you can bait the boogeyman like a fish and just. Oh, you're going to talk about that disgusting thing. Oh, the boogie goo? No, the other disgusting thing, the damn thing in the sock, the sweaty They So one of the ingredients was like sweat from a week ago or whatever, and they used one of Bert. Uh, Larry uses one of Bert's uh, gym socks in the Ew. blender. And she's like, you cleaned out the blender, right? No, he did not. No, he did not. And so after this dinner scene, she's still reading for the book. And we get into one of the twists is that if a child starts believing in an imaginary friend, it will turn into a boogeyman. And we see that Larry has really long nails. And he's has to like an American werewolf in London kind of mouth <laughs> too as well. Great makeup though. Oh for a for a TV oh, yeah, film great. for a TV film. Definitely. And, and so she started to Tenniki kind of like uh what is going on with you Larry because she's still believing that the Larry can help her but also she's afraid that Larry can kill her in any moment. Yeah and her brother Darwin is just like who are you talking to? Mm-hmm you know, and not really acting like a kid, especially one his age. Mm-hmm. Because he's like what, like five or six? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it has that super serious subject of leukemia. Mm-hmm. And it's just we there. never went back to it technically. Yeah. We we never do go back to it, and it is kind of like a thriller, kind of like uh, with the eyes, though. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, and. The entrance to what is known as the Boogie World. Not Boogie Wonder Wonderland. No, even though they do play that song at the end. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much it costs though for a TV movie. Well, Disney probably had the money. It was yeah. the '90s. It was the Renaissance. They could, they could afford it. So technically, Darwin is in the room of the of the girl of Francis, and a lot of mocks start coming on from the from the bed, and. Unfortunately, it's not Freddy like in New Nightmare when he grabs um um what was the name of the girl um Nancy then the actress that portrays Nancy to grab her kid like like in New Nightmare, but it almost feels like it because then Larry drops the the title of the movie that you have to look under the bed. Don't look under the bed. And then she goes look uh, looks under the bed and she sees nothing. It was like uh, well you have to believe in Boogie Land. Had to believe in it for for you to save your brother. It's not a lie, unless you believe it. Mm-hmm. 
I still thought that the movie was gonna play a twist that none of this was real. Uh, I still thought that it was the, everything was in her brain. Uh, but then she finds out that the kid had like that goo thing from the kitchen. Yeah, he in, stepped in, in it, but he didn't know it. And so uh, Larry goes down because he's still like he's slowly losing himself, but he still cares about Darwin. Mm-hmm. He's going down to the boogie world because the other boogeyman has taken uh, Darwin down in there as bait because the other boogeyman just wants Francis for mm-hmm. whatever reason. So they go down there and it's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids where you see a bunch of stuff that would be under a bed. Like a bunch of trash. and. But it looks super foggy. Yeah, it's very foggy. A lot of purple mm-hmm. for some reason. And it it's kind of cool. like a... You know what it remind me of? Like the when the islands were getting destroyed in Inside Out. Yeah, it's very Inside Out. Mm-hmm. And also because it shows how both children lost their childhood. Because I think maybe that was the metaphor. With this design because there was a lot of toys and toys, stuff that they forgot about. Yeah. And so... Oh, we also forgot about the temperfluge. Temperflage. Whatever. It's, like a Ghostbusters kind of thing. Yeah, essentially, it's something that makes a boogeyman grow old. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, hey, I can I can deal with it. <laughs> I, I'm not looking for super deep meaning in this made-for-TV Disney Channel movie. Uh-huh. But it's also, I was like, that's the thing. You do that, but for me, I'm like, a, I hate movie. You're giving me a lot of interesting setups and not a lot of good payoffs, though. But I want to deny I like the journey. I like the journey, but there was really many, a lot of interesting setups. So, one of the things that also I really like is how would they, we technically is for her to still believe and to find, to find her brother. She has to technically set up the car, the toy car, for, for them to travel and to get to the boogeyman. And it's also kind of like a, the kid is wrapping a big ass sock of the brother. Uh, yeah. Of, Bert, of Bert. Yeah. And so, the boogeyman, technically, his whole plan is to kill Darwin in the boogie world. And this is basically the question that came into my head. Would that make Darwin a boogeyman if he dies in the boogie world? If we make Darwin a boogeyman? No. Or just he dies? I guess he just dies. They never really explain how that worked uh-huh and so in this whole like uh um i forgot the name already of of lenny larry larry thank you larry larry and the boogeyman they're fighting but then also the boogeyman is kind of like doing like a hey like join me and larry's still conflicted but the boogeyman starts calling Frances Franny. And so she's like, why are you calling me Franny? Like, no one has called me like that before in years. Only one person called me Franny. And so we get into the second twist that the boogeyman is her imaginary friend. Yeah, it turned out to be her imaginary friend, Zoe. Especially since they use the and that's the third twist that she's a woman, yeah. she's a boogie girl, person, 
spooky person. This it's very progressive in its use of pronouns for some reason. Yes, for the nineties. For the nineties. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, and. <laughs> and so they After save that, the brother. Yeah, because he starts believing in Larry again. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Oh no, no, go! Uh, don't, don't trust the boogie person." But um, Francis believes mm-hmm. in Zoe again. And that also makes she Francis makes a big star win. To believe in Larry again because Larry is already a full-on boogeyman. Yeah. So the thing about the clapping, like um, like uh, like Tinkerbell. So that's the thing that makes also Larry to come back and Larry's dressed like a cowboy. I was like, yeah, we'll save you. And and so they all face off, and at the end, all the boogie people they're already back into being imaginary friends. They get out of this imaginary world. And she technically explains that Zoe was her imaginary person that helped her with so many things. But she lost in believing in Zoe because she needed to grow up because of how her brother was getting sick. Yeah, so it was like, okay, um, we don't mind when you grow up because we make new friends. But just don't do it too soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Which that the whole thing's a metaphor. Yes. Or don't grow up too quickly, but also don't be too much of a stick in the mud to mm-hmm. where you just lose the sense of wonderment. So are you? Are life. we saying that these two characters, the boogie people slash imaginary friends, is kind of like a bing bong, going back to Inside Out too as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so at the end. I even forgot about the big ass sandwich in this boogie world. Ew. Uh, this moldy sandwich. But then they also established that there's another attack in Centerville in another town that is happening with the same kind of setup that is a lot of weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, because happening. she was getting blamed for everything, which uh-huh. it's a very logical explanation. So technically, even the parents were like, we know that you didn't do it, we love you, blah, blah, blah. And so the imaginary friends, especially Zoe, was like, hey, I, I have to leave now. But please don't stop believing. But I was like, but I believe in you now. You cannot leave me. But technically, Zoe says, like, well, girl, you're too old. We only here for children, not you, because you're already a teenager. But thanks for bringing me back for normal anyway. Uh-huh. Peace. Yeah. So they both disappear. And that's the end. Well, no. Then, uh, then Larry is like he's scared, and he's he has to. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That Darwin in the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darwin, that. Darwin, Darwin. Yeah. And uh, Darwin gets scared, and then he just does. She the... goes to cuddle with him. Yeah, Francis. you know the typical bigger sibling thing, and then they're just like, "Can I sleep with you for the night?" And then yeah, so they do that, and the boogie people then just smile and disappear for a little bit mm. and that's the movie and my twist it would have been that the little boy darwin was like i miss you so much since you died three years ago just for the born narrow thing i was like that would have been a cool twist that she was dead all along and the, even the parents were still in grief <laughs> but yeah that's don't look under the bed yes and i'm saying the title because raul just refuses to uh, you could tell it's a very memorable movie for him. 
<laughs> yeah, so... I didn't love this movie, but I didn't hate it. I'm really in the middle. So, it's basically how I felt about Hocus Pocus. Um, but I'm going to say the same thing. Mm -hmm. This is an alright movie. It's very imaginative, and it did surprise me in some ways. Mm -hmm. But and I'm more surprised that it's not talked about more often. It's, that's, that's a good point. It's weird that no one has brought up. Because You're the only person that has name about, about him. Hocus Pocus to mm -hmm. death. To the point where it makes me sick. See what I did there. And mm. <laughs> they don't talk about the other Disney Channel original movies. They, I mean, they talk about a few. Halloween Town is the most notorious. It's one of the ones that gets talked about a lot. This is one that doesn't. There are a lot of weird and bad ones. I have never seen the Tower of Terror Disney movie. They say that it's really good. But that's not a Disney Channel oh. movie. But it's still a Disney movie, right? Yes, it's still a Disney movie. Uh-huh. But this is just one of those Disney Channel movies that nobody nobody really talks about. Granted, it was in the early stages of the Disney Channel original movie. Before it hit their peak. Hey, at least this movie had more budget than Halloween Town, though. A lot. It, it did have a bigger budget than... This and Hocus Pocus had a bigger budget than most Disney Channel movies. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, interesting titles, like My Mom, uh, My Date with the President's Daughter, which is like the one Disney Channel movie that is not on Disney Plus for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, My Mom's Date with the Vampire with one of the ants from Sabrina. Mm, okay. It, it, there's fun stuff like that, but most of them is just like... Like, there's this one called Can of Worms that is just weird. Ugh. We watched it. it oh, yeah, weird. I was going to say, is that the weird movie that we saw, like, two years ago during the pandemic? It was. Ah, okay. But, yeah, yeah um, I'm going to give this movie eh, six. I will give this movie a five. Okay. As a thing, a lot of setups. You know what? Five and a half. A lot of great setups. Not a boring movie, but... Wish that the movie would have gone a little more edgy, though. Like that, the Hocus Pocus had more edge, and this one was going like more tailored to children. At least Hocus Pocus had a lot of innuendos. I think this movie needed like a little more innuendos, a little more things about horror. But I, I had one or two, but I would not deny I like the horror vibes and the same raininess of it. Yeah, this film just has a lot of fun to mm -hmm. it, but it's just pretty standard. There's a bunch of stuff that's better. And no one called Simon Dean. Well, this is the 90s. No one called John Winchester and Bobby. <laughs> yeah, but as always, you can find me at RobertRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd, and on TikTok at RobertRDC. Please follow the podcast on SYNS pod on Twitter, and please give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and the other ones in Jubilee. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MasterofPuns196, as well as Letterboxd under the same name. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at BillyBatsonsLightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our main or you can follow our main show, Twitter, at SYNSPod, and give us a five star and just write a review on Apple and as well as listen to us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, wherever podcasts are listened to, and 
as always. See you next summer. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>